is another beautiful, exciting. Why do I say beautiful? I don't know. Now you know I'm starting everything with beautiful, just in case there's a woman in the room. I'm just beautiful. Hey, uh, episode of Stirring the Pot. What is going on with you, Dewan? I feel I feel like a certain energy from you today. It's like a brooding. Uh, I'm gonna take on the world kind of energy. I don't know why. I don't know why. Um, that is a part of my energy today, and we definitely will tap into that. But I'm actually in a calm state of mind, doing laundry and assorting clothes in their designated area. Designated area. You know what? <laughs> This is funny. Talk about system and patterns. You like approach laundry in a systematic kind of pattern type demeanor because I feel like I feel like your house is probably so damn organized. There's not like not not one piece of clothing on the floor that's out of place or anything like that. So uh, I know it's totally unlike my house. Let me just say, well, I disagree. Hold on, sorry, I spoke too fast. It's unlike how I operate, but come to think of it, oh my God, Mickey fucking forces that order upon me, man. There's no cho- there's no doubt about it. Like, ah, oh, she hates like anything out of place. To tell you the truth, wow. That's why you love her because she's uh, constantly making sure you stay on top of your shit and you don't get too disorganized. As yeah, I mean that—that's her shit, though. That I mean, you know, she doesn't feel good if stuff unorganized. Like I don't care that much. But yeah, no, it definitely—it's a much better feeling to have things, you know, organized. And it's a nice aesthetic, totally, totally nice aesthetic. I could appreciate that. I have to be honest with you, though. Not my house ain't exactly clean because I don't really have a sense of decoration. So my shit looks like uh, you know in the in the movies when the detective is like new to the force, and then the older detective, the veteran, visits the young rookie, and then this house is all in disarray. You know, it's like bottles everywhere. It's kind of sort of like that right now, but I'm going to eventually. Get things organized. So with my time off from vacation, I have been able to slowly, methodically, um, put stuff. Methodically. <laughs> I love the fact that it's methodical. It's like, yeah, no, it's gotta, it's gotta be in a certain order, in a certain place, but we gotta do it slow and methodical, like. But wait, so you're saying though, at the same time, that you could live with things being a little bit, can I say messy, or is it just? Like it looks messy, but it's not messy because you know where everything is. You know what I mean? Like you just have a lot of stuff, but it looks messy to other people. Yeah, like to like a certain extent, um, orderliness for me is more like in categorization than actually like detail-oriented cleaning. I, I take a while to eventually get to the detail-oriented cleaning of stuff, so. I'm not like Adrian Monk. You remember Monk, the 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 Texas, yeah. the Tony Salute, right, 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 right. like that. But um, I do have my stuff organized in a certain way. Like just the other day, I organized my shoe by brand. So I got my okay. shoes over here. Oh. Okay, I see where this is going. All right, I, I could feel that. Yeah, yeah. I see Mickey. She got her suit shoe, shoe. Her shoe trees. I'm trying to say two things at once, right? The shoe and tree thing together. She got like her little thing where. You know, like certain boots on certain levels, and then colors and all that. Oh man, it's an amazing thing. All right, all right. I see you guys. I wonder what trait that is, though. Is that a T I N E? What what the hell is that? T I N E. 
Yeah, I don't know what is it. Is it like, you know, like all the them traits from the Empire Briggs? There's one specific oh. one that goes towards this orderly. Yeah, yeah, he is. No, 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 just like... Uh, yeah, hit me, hit me. Because I'm, I'm doing some research on a typer, man. You know, ever since we got out of this conversation, I'm like, man, I got to type this girl, find out what she's really doing, you know? Because she won't take the test. She likes it. So I got to figure it out, you know, with my detective skills, which I ain't got. But, you know, I'm going to do my best. C-I-N-E actually is uh, INTP. That's Angela K. And they're actually just as disorganized as you. Um, <laughs> told me it takes her a bit of time to get organized with stuff, and even then she's not really that organized. But she, in her own mind, she got it all together, so to speak. She's got she's got it all together by not having anything anywhere. That's funny. That's funny. That's so interesting. Disorganized like me. <laughs> I knew I liked her for some reason. That's all right. That's all right. We like disorganization. That's not the end of the world, man. It's just that. It's just a different way of seeing it. It's a, you know, it's a order in chaos or chaotic order or some shit like that. I don't, even, I don't even know what to call it, but yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. Oh my God. Now let's take for instance, Asia, um, the, mother of my, the mother of my kids. She is another TI of dominant user. So I was so used to that sort of way of living where she just, you know, has a disorganized ways. But when she gets in her mode to clean, it's even more finisher than I. She's oh, very real? dedicated, uh, focused. When she does want to clean, it's like, oh yeah, this, this, that. Oh, you didn't do that, that, and that, and that, and that. We need to do this, this. It's like, ah, just be lazy like you used to. What the hell is all this shit? <laughs> Ruining my life with your new found. Oh my God, yeah. When you get passionate about something, uh, something that messes everybody else's life up, oh man, it's, it's an instant way not to be a favorite. You know, that is an instant way not to be anybody's favorite. Which, by the way, I think, I think I am. You know how you said you pissed off people? I think my personality type, I think my personality type does an even bigger job of pissing off people than, than your personality type, man. For me, I feel like every, everybody I come in contact with is just a time bomb before, you know, that shit explodes and it's over. It's over, man. You never know, but... What I feel like. Yeah, it's interesting because I think that's something we kind of share. Um, and I almost like I'm nervous. Like, let's say, for instance, on Anchor, right? When someone follows me, I'm automatically wondering, did they listen to my station or not? Mm, talk time, about it. They didn't really listen to it. So I like to give them a <laughs> course of what they're going <laughs> to expect. And then I, I've had some people block me outright because. You know, in a very harsh way, I said, hey, this is me. I'm black and I'm crazy, but I'm cool. And they're like, oh, okay, I'll leave you alone. So with me, do you think the black part really matters that much to most people? Or is it just the crazy part that gets them? When you say you're black, I know you're black, but it's not like you just talk about black issues or, you know, you, you know what I mean? Like just that point of view. It's not like you're in a black only movie. Like your, your stuff is universal. Everything you talk about, I think it's very relatable. But, um... I don't know. Maybe my experience is a little biased too, since you know, I kind of kind of been around the block. You bring, you bring up a great point because I literally had just talked about this um, on my podcast today, where I was mentioning how I feel at times like O.J. Simpson was very notorious for saying. I mean, of course, you know, for other things he's done. <laughs> but one thing is, <laughs> he said, "I'm not black. I'm O.J." Right. And right. A lot, a lot of black people just felt like you know you are 
Uncle Tom uppity, this and that. You know, he's throwing all the Orioles slurs at him. But to a certain degree, I can relate to him. Because as being a fried Oreo, shout out to my old moniker, which is still me, mm-hmm. I feel that way a lot of the time in the black community where I am black and I still could get pulled over by the cops and maced and, you know, shot, whatever happens to black people these right, days. Right, right, right. But at the same time, when I speak and I talk, people, black people look at me like, hmm, oh, you ain't from around here, huh? <laughs> And when I talk to white people, they're like, huh, mm. I'm not from around here, huh? So that that sort of thing, um, when we when we bring it to anchor, right? Um, I think I just like to use it more as like a lesson sometimes to just say, I'm black. What do you think of that? Because some people just really, it, it's a trigger thing for some people, you know, race. It triggers them in a sense. Not that they are racist, but to tell you how much they aren't racist and actually to tell you how much of an idiot you are for bringing up race, you know? So that's, it's, it's a divisive mechanism that Blacks can tap into at times, some. And I talked about that also, and I was the devil's advocate to the approach that actually I do at times. Well, yeah, well, think about it, right? I mean, you could, you could play it either way, but one of my favorite exchanges with you was not necessarily on race, but it's almost like, you know what, sometimes race is like being in a foreign country and you find another American. It's like, oh shit, we Americans, <laughs> we tight now, you know, like, but right. otherwise you would never speak to this person in some ways, right? Because, you know, they automatically, oh shit, you know, like, you, you, you've been through my experience and we got stuff to tell, which naturally as humans, yeah, I can see that, right? Like, you could, you, you figure there's something to bond on, so you look for the similarities. Makes perfect right. sense, right? I remember when Tony, Tony Mosey, I hate to shout out some names, but he was getting all comfortable. I just wanted to trigger this back in your memory. He was trying to get all comfortable with you being talking about like how the job is somehow discriminative and blah, 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 and how you should relate to that. And you were like, no, nah, not, not really, Tony. Not really. I ain't, I ain't uh, relating yeah. to it. You know, like, mm, you know, you had to put him in. And I, I felt like he was so devastated <laughs> when he was like, mm. <laughs> you know, you, you, you're okay and everything, but nah, man, don't put me, don't, don't like sum me up like that without even, you know, knowing who you're talking about. So that's kind of interesting to me. Like, it could actually hurt somebody who's trying to bond with you more than the other way around, you know? I don't know. Yeah, it seems, it's, yeah, that is it seems real interesting. Thing. It's a common thing uh, with blacks. It's like, yeah, man, they treat you as shit. They treat you like shit at the job. Yeah. They keep saying this and this and, you know, it's a race thing or whatever. But for me, I just, I don't even really think about that all the time. Now, I know some of my friends, they talk about race all the time. It's like they're fiber beings. It's like it's everything to them. And to a certain degree, I can understand it. But I think some people purposely look for racial topics because that's what they like. Oh, true. I mean, that could be, I think that could be the only thing that sticks in their mind. You know, once you see the world one way, right? Like they say the guy with the hammer, everything's nails. Like that's how you solve the problem. You know, you keep on feeling the same thing. And for, you know, there's got to be something there. That's for sure. But I think the people that, that usually, you know, gravitate to that field, it's like, because the companies are sometimes, or, you know, the organizations are so, uh, I don't know what the word is, but not diversified, right? They're the opposite of that, you know, where it's like, 
fucking 90, 95% white people or whatever, or a certain type, you know, not, not too much range. And, you know, like, if you're the only, you know, black, Latino, whatever, Asian person there, you don't feel a certain way, you know? It's like a little bit odd. I, I hate to say it for any, you know, and there's no better. But the same thing goes for gender, too. Like, if a woman, right, is in a job where it's like all guys, like, for instance, the tech field, it's a lot of times they, there are a lot of fucking guys at jobs or whatever. Ain't no women. They gonna feel a little certain way too. It's not a good feeling and shit, man. It's it's like a terribly, it's like <laughs> you go into the chat, yeah. you feel like all all singled out. Nobody's really talking to you. They are talking to you. Are they being sexist or vice versa? If they're not talking to you, are they being sexist? It's like all those all those things that crap up sucks. You bring up <laughs> a great point, and you know what's even more compounded is when. I at times feel uncomfortable around black people, and I feel a little more comfortable around white people at my job. And there's plenty of times where I'm just like, "Oh no, they're gonna ask me about basketball and football, and what have I heard this new rap album or artist, or you know, do I got some cigarettes or something?" <laughs> and it sounds very bad that I'm talking about my own race, but there are times where, or there's a lot of times, where I'm just an outsider to my own race. Um, oh, hold on. You know what's funny to me? I mean, to me, honestly, in the city, I feel like, in, I don't know, growing up in New York City, I feel like cigarettes is a white people thing, to tell you the truth. And, like, uh, if it was, if, well, this is the 90s, right? So it's a different look, but, you know, yeah. like, if you were black, you be smoking a Dutch. That's it. Like, <laughs> we're gonna have like, we're gonna be rolling up that. We in the back of the bus. But you know, white people doing the the, the kind of quote unquote, I hate to say it, but a little bit dumber thing of smoking cigarettes because cigarettes is nicotine, blah blah blah. You know, like addictive, but yeah. they'll also kill you. You know, like the cancer thing. So I always just be like bumming the cigarette was always like a white thing to me. So it's kind of funny that you're like, oh man, out at the job at lunch. I got these guys rolling on me for fucking cigarettes or whatnot, but yeah, I get it. It's lunchtime or whatever. You're outside. Oh yeah, they, they ask me too. They say, "Oh, you want? You got them trees? You want some trees?" <laughs> no, I don't smoke anything. <laughs> and then one guy, I, I had to tell. I was like, "I was like, what? Trees?" He's like, "Yeah, trees, man." And I was like, "What? It's a lot of trees outside. I, I don't know." <laughs> Are you fucking with him? Oh man! He just walked away. Um, now I can see why there's some problems going on. But let me ask you this: Wait, forget race for a second, right? Let's take the race portion out of it, because honestly, I hate to say it, but I feel like it's never necessarily about race. I mean, yes, you can connect here and there, but you know, three yeah. sentences in. And then it goes, you know, the race thing is almost out the window. Once you can talk to somebody past three sentences, it's almost like, okay, now we're going to go on this small talk bullshit role, or are we going to yeah. go a little bit deep? And I don't know, do you like making the switch to something deeper? Like, listen, you know, the small talk shit ain't for me. I hate to say it, but, you know, I, I really like talking about non-bullshit stuff. Let's go into something deeper. Or... You could subtly make that switch, right, by just bringing up a deeper topic, or you just say "ha ha" and walk away. You know, like I don't know. How do you make that determination when somebody's worth talking to? Because I feel like the same thing could happen on Anchor. Like, do you? How do you make determination if somebody's worth listening to or talking to after a while? Because I feel like 
I feel like everybody's got an expiration date, and most people are two weeks. That's about it, you know. And that's I don't know, like twenty conversations maybe at most. That's that's interesting. Um, for me, honestly, it's kind of like a six sense thing. But most of the time, when I come across people in public, I'm usually refraining from the depth. Depth for me is the place where I go of all places online. I don't even oh. really bother with people in my day-to-day to even go in those ranges. And rarely do I touch... Like some, I like surprising people. Um, I like surprising people with my intellect. And at the same time, there's certain people I just don't feel like giving that energy into. So they'll have like icebreaker things and they'll say, Oh, I like your shoes. Where would you get them? You know, I could say, Oh, I got these online. You know, I spent a little bit of time researching and finding out the shoes that I want and they're not really shoes you can get regionally. I could say all that stuff, but really, I kind of noticed that people kind of, um, they don't really want to talk to you. <laughs> it's like, they, they don't want to talk to you, they just kind of just like to talk. So, uh, for me, it's something I do kind of like rarely show in public, the depth. I like to kind of do my Jackie Chan, like, you know, I What's that? Speak you know, in rush hour when he's like, I let you speak, so you think I'm an idiot, whatever he said. That's kind of like what I do. I, just, I let people just be themselves. And then from that, I'm able to ascertain, is this person worth the time or not? So let's say on Anchor. For Anchor with yeah. me, um, it's, it's like a, man, it's, it's so unfair because 80% of the time, I'm just not interested at all. And what a person is doing. <laughs> it's just that small river where it's just like, because I've, I've been doing this for so long, Mo Mac. I've been doing this for so long. You know, some people, it's amazing that they get to hear somebody from a different country. They brag about it. Like, I got fans in Greece and Turkey and da 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 da. And I'm like, yeah, I've been there, done that. But it just has to be something that excites me, something that makes me scared. Like, ooh, wait a minute. That's usually oh. what it is, and that doesn't happen that often. But it's something that'll scare me, that'll make my heart rate. Wait, so, but you know the deal, right? Like nobody's gonna spill out something that's gonna scare you know scare anybody in the first combo or anything like that. It takes, I don't know, you gotta build up that trust before somebody's gonna open up, man. You know what I mean? Like some people just, some people just, I won't say crazy, but sometimes they need a stranger to open up to. But then you've got a stranger plus the internet, so. Uh, you know, it's it's a little bit harder. Like, I think you might have those conversations with a pure stranger, you know, in a dark bar when there are not too many people around, you know, you get those people opening up to you and maybe the alcohol has something to do with it, let's be honest. But on Anchor, you're not, you're not going to get those conversations until you build up that trust, you know, until you get something going on, you know. Nobody's going to come out and be like, oh, yeah, I found this great website where people just masturbate and I like watching them masturbate and it's amazing. Like, what the fuck? No, no. Nobody's going to, like, put shit that scares you that, like, deeply in the first couple conversations. So it's like, oh, you got to invest time in people. But how do you find, I hate to make a value judgment on people, but how do you fucking value somebody right off the bat? It's really hard. It's really now, hard. I, I hate it. These people are valuable and stated. I'm not trying to say they're not. But for me, it kind of goes back to that. Like, if I'm not feeling it within the first five seconds, I'm just not naturally going to be interested. Now, maybe I might catch them a different time, saying, talking to somebody else in a convo, you hear them in a call-in or something like that. Then it's, yeah. But 
it's very rare for me and that's kind of how I prefer it I'm not necessarily trying to find great people to connect with I'm really trying to find great content to connect with people like making it so that's probably why I'm there so it's almost a different look for me than maybe the person who comes on anchor I'm more I'm I'm, I'm nine times out of ten figuring out an angle that could benefit me with whoever I'm listening to or something like that I'm kind of figuring out because it's it's like a it's a it's a talk show for me. It's it's a place where I am applying my trade. You know, this is a place where I come to pour my passion into. You know, where it's a, for some people it's just a place where they're getting to know great people. But for me, it's a place where I'm I'm you hear me on the mic. I'm passionate. You know, I'm not I'm not just on here like hey guys, how's it going? Man, hope everybody's had a great day, man. I had an amazing time at the bar last week. Vincent, you know, I'm actually talking about um, something that's meaningful and deep to me or passionate to me to want to talk about. So, um, usually it's, it's a person responding to me, then I will listen more than likely. And then if it's other people, like, you know, some people have a lot of people that get called into their station. So I'm always kind of listening that way. But um, the way how Anchor is now, I'm just not really listening all that much outside of mm, five people. Just not listening that much. I, I don't. I think that's almost what Anchor encourages. Unless you want to listen to future people, they they have them hoisted and plastered. You know, those are the main. Other than that, you can keep going through the news, find somebody new, and it'll keep generating new people. But you know, it's like, am I here to make content or am I here to talk with people? It's, that's a very important decision. Like, it's—I don't know. Some people can do both. I mean, I can kind of make it seem like I'm doing both, but I am there to make content at the end of the day. That's kind of what makes me hop on Anchor primarily is to make something rather than to find something. Um, yeah, you're a creator, not a consumer in that sense, for sure. I mean, but you know what? That's what makes it a great experience for you because nothing could derail it. You know, you don't depend on other people to have a good time. And that's the only way to do shit, in my opinion, if you're going to do shit, you know. You can't be like, well, the weather, nobody talks to me anymore. It's not fun anymore. Where all the people go? Why is there? I'm not on the leaderboard? Like, well, how, how about this, Mac? I don't... What? I used to depend on people, and that was that was the hardest experience for me to have on Anchor. It was oh, really? Point oh. Where I did. I used to make content to make. I was like, man, maybe they'll say something to this. Maybe I should talk about that. Maybe it'll give me more listens. Maybe it'll give me more echoes. Maybe it'll give me more this and that. Playing that game, and it didn't work out for me. So yeah. I still love the people, but I don't necessarily depend on them. It's just that it's a collaborative effort now. That if they do collaborate, we'll collaborate and make something beautiful. If they do decide to collaborate with me or I decide to collaborate with them, I'm going to put my all in it. But other than that, um, it's not a place like, oh, something else. This is kind of funny. I have recently, maybe a month ago, I moved the Anchor app from, because, you know, I'm categorized. I moved it from the social app category to the podcast category. Oh, damn. Yeah, I don't see Anchor social anymore like that. So I can still be social, but it just doesn't feel that way. So I have to move it from, you know, where Facebook and Instagram was. We pasted it over there. And I also stopped cross-pollinating my Anchor stuff on Instagram because I feel as though 
I'm not on Instagram to promote Anchor. I'm on Instagram because I enjoy Instagram. That's right. Yeah, I feel you on that one, man. I feel you on that one. I mean, it's kind of it's kind of cool to get your episodes heard here and there on IG. Like it's a it's a thing, but you know, unless you're pushing them to your own stuff, it doesn't feel like it doesn't feel like I don't know. It doesn't feel right in a sense. It doesn't make sense so much to promote, like you're saying. It, it just it, why? Why would you? Like you said, it's not like a, it's a social app anymore. I was just talking about that today. I was like, yeah, man. I don't feel like for the longest time. I forgot that Anchor might even have some social things. Like I made some connections here with people that I actually do like, but not anymore, not in the future. And it's kind of funny because they still put that tagline at the episode that you put out there. Like I was listening on Overcast, and it's like, yeah, if you wanna, if you wanna t- have something to say to this person, just follow the Anchor app. Like, yeah, nobody's trying to jump through another hoop. <laughs> to leave somebody uh, a voice message, you know what I'm saying? Nobody's right. trying to download Anchor to like now find this podcast and leave you a voice message. Come on now, that's like ridiculous. Now it's like the it's saddest a, it's thing. It's a like. thing. It's Nick doing the voice thing. You know, it's just oh, definitely. Not a lot of people really are, you know, down for that. Like I think they are more inclined to listen than they are to want to participate because yeah, you know. One thing that Anchor does in a lot of ways that I find very interesting is that... Just a go. Oh, it's going to be good. As I was saying, I think Anchor, what makes it a kind of cool app is how it secretly coaches people on how to make podcasts. You know, um, just getting over the fact that you're recording audio and just talking about things. So the advantage that celebrities have is that if they want to start a podcast, they can get a team to have top grade studio equipment. Uh, right. They can even get a director to direct them on what things they could talk about. They have an advantage. They're not just certainly, certainly pulling out a phone, right, and talking. They have a whole team behind them, and it's going to sound good, and it's going to make you feel like, man, shouldn't even be doing this. Damn. They already, man, they got Kim Kardashian on their episode. Nobody, I can't even get the librarian to be on my shit. And that is what I think is with Anchor, what makes it different is that you have to just start talking, you know, start talking and sharing. And when you start sharing and you get feedback, hopefully you get feedback. I, 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 I can imagine you must be some type of feedback, anybody. You start to learn what connect with people and what doesn't so it doesn't and that and, and at first i think the first mistake a lot of people make is that once something connects they want to keep doing that over and over again so like it's old and stale and dusty and yeah i realize like people even though they may like this thing that you talked about they want to hear something else now they like they you're on the right track for them they like it but they don't want to just keep hearing about you know the seven minute workout or the eight minute workout and then the nine minute workout yeah i know what you mean <laughs> i know uh, what you mean no no you were in with the fitness you know that's it. people listening motivated to do something it's easy you know it, it motivates if anything it makes them feel guilty hell yeah you know what yeah, there's that. I mean, then, you know, you started picking it up with the push-ups, just doing the push-ups, and I was like, oh, shit. You know, when I fell off my seven-minute joint, I was like, oh, shit, look at the one doing, mm, 
mm, I better do some push-ups though. You got me doing push-ups at work. So, yeah, man, it's all a circle sometimes. It's funny how, you know, it's a spur moment thing. But I, I mean, I think you're hitting a really red hot point. A point that is so subtle and it's so fucking cliche and classic, but I mean, it is the fucking key. It's the be yourself thing, right? That fucking, oh, that originality, authenticity that nobody else can capture. Yeah. You know, man? Because it's so, uh, I don't know what the thing is, but it's so tempting to, you know, emulate somebody who's already done it and you love the things about it. But as I'm learning, the characters I love, INTJ, for instance, I am not, I am nothing near what an INTJ is, you know? I'd love to be them, you know? I love what they gotta say, but I could never do it like that. So it doesn't make sense to to try even, you know? Because it would be such a, a poor copy of something that's already there in the world, you know? Where I should be like focusing on my strength, you know, what I bring to the table and try to emphasize that. You know, that's what I think that's where the keys are. And you're, you're, you're laying it down for everybody, man. I don't think Anchor's doing it so much, but right here, right now, I think you are letting them know what the fucking true keys are, man. You know, it's not about like the stuff that you thought was hot or might have been working. It's about that next shit. And that next shit is whatever is important to you, man. Whatever you're passionate about, that's the shit. Yeah, yeah, and I think there's levels to creation, obviously, uh, certainly. Some people just like to talk with the people, and that's fine. You know, it's just it's just a matter of which, how do you want to approach it. And I think if you're just a naturally creative person that gets a thrill out of, you know, having a good idea, and people are like, yeah, I like that idea, you know, I think you naturally just want to change things or do something a little different this time than you did the last time like maybe i'll talk about relationships instead of movie reviews you know like just doing something different and i think that's what anchor kind of helps you with but at the same Mm. time everybody's gonna make that mistake they're gonna try to listen to you know uh hot the the breakfast club they're gonna listen to and try to do what they do and and that's the best way to learn though so that's the biggest secret you have to fail you have to, you have to risk failure. You know, you can't, if you try to be perfect, you're not going to make anything. That's the perfect, that's the most perfect podcast ever in your mind, right? <laughs> right. And you don't right. say anything to anyone, but you've got these amazing ideas. You've got stadiums applauding you. But the moment you decide to speak into that mic, not even really. So when you decide to that mic, your fantasy's getting real. You noticing that you're saying, um, you know you're saying, and you heard somebody in the background. You forgot what you was about to say. You messed up. <laughs> really Let's say that. It, it's all over. <laughs> fail. You have to fail in order to succeed. You're not going to be, you know, a perfect from the field 100% the first time out. It's just not possible. And that's, that's why a lot of people fall off. They, 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 it's like, you know, when I got into beat making, right? Friends mm-hmm. of mine are like, hey, I want to make beats like just Blaze or this person. And I'm like, cool, let's make some beats. And then they start making the beats. Like, Man, this don't sound right. And I'm like, you just don't, mm. bro. Still, right, gonna, right. You ain't going to do right. what they do. But it's it's a progression. Like, yeah, they, they feel that they listen to it enough. They can do it. Oh, this is easy. I, this is easy. This is talking. You know how many? You know how many times I hear that on Anchor? Why well, just talk when you could do this or that? But a lot of people talking. What podcast is all about? 
they're not as great as and it takes a yeah, lot no, to it, do it. It's a it's amazing skill, man. It's a talent like any other talent, first of all. Number two, you know what? If you don't got a voice, you gotta build the voice. I've heard motherfuckers talk about doing voice you know, like voice lessons, you know, like singers and shit, doing exercises yeah. in the morning and stuff for the podcast and I was like blew me away for a second. I was like, is this legit? Is this true? And sure enough, man, people do it. They take it to that level, man. They're that serious. They know, like, look, if I'm going to be talking for hours on end, I have to make sure my boy, you know, being audible, you know, not not talking like Momac with all the fucking curses, this, that, and the other thing, and the mumbles, and just talking out the side of his mouth or something, like, not paying attention. You know, I mean, they put a lot of effort into the fucking basics. And the basics, I mean, the basics are super important. Like, yeah, you're not, you ain't gonna fucking fly if you can't crawl, man. You gotta, you gotta move through one step at a time. That's, that's basically it. You fucking master the basics first before you try and tell me about all these celebrities you want to have to interview and talk about. Like, ain't gonna ask them anything special. It's, it's like the last ten interviews they did. That's the other thing, you know. Like having a podcast is like. It's not one in a million anymore, you know? Everybody in their grandma got a fucking podcast now. Exactly. So it's, I, it's another thing. Like, back to that point you made about it's so cliche that it almost seems stupid, right? To be yourself. And, but the, the hardest thing are the simplest things. It, 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 it's just simply making a podcast. What am I, I'm just going to record today. But then you start thinking, well, I want to do this. I want to do that. Then you start listening to people like, oh, man, damn, that was good. Let me do something like that. Oh, I don't know. And before you know it, you just don't have anything. Like, yeah, people like to do the perfect podcast in the mind. You know, they, they like to stay there. They, they don't know how to translate that to audio form because it's never going to be perfect. But that's what makes it perfect is that you just start to, you don't give a fuck about all that shit anymore. You don't care about getting listens and, you know, getting shares and, and getting on top boards and all that stuff. You just start talking, and that's what resonates with people the most. So, and when you do that, you're going to start to pick up on things you like from other people, but it's just going to be flowing in your head subconsciously. You know, you're not going to be thinking about it. You're just going to be, you know, you know you know how many people I done borrowed shit from or damn near stole from on Anchor? They probably don't oh. even know. I hope, I hope a lot, I hope a lot, because that's what makes shit better, man, the more, you know what, it's funny, like, the more ideas you get from other people who are just doing whatever they're doing, and you can expand upon it, that's, yeah. I think that's creativity, because, like everybody said, there's no really true original idea, and really, it doesn't have to be, to be good, <laughs> it doesn't have to be, you, to be you good. You know one of the first people to annoy me on Anchor? Cool, Those what? Motherfucker, everybody say he got so much in it, it was Lomax. Oh man! <laughs> I used to hear it you all know? the time. I'm like, man, I'm gonna got energy like him. And he's like, man, you're in so much. You have so much energy. I can't match your energy. I have the right to hear that all the time. I never heard it. I never, I, I never realized it. Ah, damn! Look at that. We started crackhead park together. No, actually, you uh, you took crackhead park to another level, which I think is awesome. But I find that funny that the energy thing was uh uh related to me because you know what's funny about that the one i don't even realize that i do have energy i'm just being myself right when i get excited right. and shit but people are like don't fuck don't bring mo Mac. he's too fucking loud put him down <laughs> mo mo you, you, i need you at a six you had a, like a 26 tw- no 
Bring it down. Bring it down. <laughs> you got oh, 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 bro. You were intimidating people. <laughs> you were coming on anchor after, you know, taking a cold shower after doing a seven minute workout. Oh, yeah. So, you know, oh, yeah. you don't hear that that often from people. You know? <laughs> They're like, I just. Just had practice, and this motherfucker already taking a cold shower from working out. I don't like this guy. I was doing wrong the whole time. I didn't even realize. Man, oh shit! Yeah, that's true, and man, that 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 fucking shit put you in the mood, and boy, I tell you, I'm like, oh, I'm so hyped up right now, <laughs> lady. You better run. <laughs> Cause I'm coming after you. Shit, I might not even be wearing clothes as I'm making this podcast right now, and I don't give a fuck. And like, yeah, no, it's dangerous. It's dangerous. It's dangerous. And some, of, and some of that might even be true, but it's dangerous first, you know. Oh my God, yeah, man. I tell you, it's it's funny that it it came out that way, but I guess ah, I guess that's part of who I really am. Is that you know the energy is is not something I could get rid of easily, you know. It's always gonna be there, no matter what happens. So yeah, I hope and that, that that's what's beautiful about you, bro. It's, it's not at all a, a down. It's like you know, it's contagious. You know what I mean? When you listen to somebody and they're in a good mood and it's not like phony fake shit, and they're like you know energized and they're saying yeah, bitch. It's you, you automatically <laughs> like, oh, okay. You start doing your little dance like, oh shit, okay. <laughs> All right, where are we going today? Yeah, I, I gotta tell you, yeah, sometimes I get excited over the little things, but I guess that's a good thing because the little stuff is sometimes the big stuff, right? It's like life is just full of little moments, and if you can't celebrate those, you know, how are you gonna be ready to celebrate the big ones? You know, like yeah. celebrate every win, man. Because like, like I was saying today, I mean, it sounded morbid as fuck. But I was like, yeah, that that makes a mockery of us all, right? All our fucking like wins and losses and all that shit, because it's not important when you're on your deathbed or whatever. But for that exact same reason, right? You have to celebrate all the time. Like, why put yourself in situations that make you miserable? Because most of the time, we're putting ourselves in those situations, and it's just like, ah, can't we be smarter? Can't we learn from our own mistakes? Can't we learn from our friends' mistakes? But I don't know, man. Part of being human, I guess, is the human condition. Exactly. I totally uh, understand where you're coming from. Because, man, sometimes it can be hard to get that energy, man. It can be hard to get that energy. Even me, there are times where I overthink a podcast before I decide to record it. And sometimes I just got to, like, you know what? Let's just have a good time. Even if it's something going on in my day-to-day life that I'm not really too pleased with. I just kind of learned to just like, you know what? Let's deal with it. Let's handle it. What can we do to learn from this? Um, rather than oh, nice. like, this is over. It's the end. It's like, what can I learn from, you know, Will Fargo overdrafting me or uh, having an argument with the mother of my kids or um, you know, something of a crazy calamity that can occur. What can I No, learn? I totally get it. What can you learn? That that attitude, man, it changes the whole ball game. Cause I was, I was just, you know, like that, I don't know, maybe it's a trend or something that's popping up recently, but I feel like a lot of people are starting to go that way with the what I, can I learn stuff. And man, does it just change everything? It changes the whole thing because I feel like at first it could be like, you know, just totally upset about the situation and all up in eating and and you know what you, you i think it's good 
to have the feelings, acknowledge them, and try to let it out and get over past it. But then there's that very, you know, important part of just changing the perspective just a little bit to make that a lesson rather than like you know being the victim like oh this happened to me it always happens to me blah 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 but then when you flip it around like you said you oh it's a lesson it happens to everybody right everybody makes these sort of mistakes what can we learn from it what what are we going to do next time to not allow this to happen not to fuck up my day and what you're doing is you're just being a damn professional the one like it or not you're like this show going on man it's show business you know so I, I like that aspect too man you're not letting uh, you know the little stuff stop you from doing the show which is big yeah yeah definitely um, a lot of the times it's easier said than done but as you said mm. you do go you need to go through that moment where you just gotta just gotta deal with it just feel it out just let it you know happen let that grab that so much control like trying to control things you can't and then when the things you can control you don't want to control them you know it's like it's like weird reverse it you have to kind of get this idea of letting go of the things that you truly cannot control and once you do that i mean usually for me i'm able to find some solution it may not be you know surgery you know, we sewing it back up perfectly and cosmetic and it don't look like nothing happened. Maybe sometimes it's a band-aid, but over a period of time I'm able to get be more adaptable with the crazy problems that may occur. Well, and sometimes the crazy problems are, uh, again, like an illusion, like, I mean, this is over, uh, um, whatchamacallit, oversimplified or over-explained, but let me try to do it because I fall victim to this all the time and you probably, you probably even witnessed it once. Well, or not really literally witnessed, but audio witnessed it. Road rage. Let me talk about road rage for a second, right? Oh, uh, yeah. You're in a uh-huh. fucking car. You're in a fucking car, right? This is, this is shit that wasn't happening 100 years ago. You were not in a car, you know? Like, this, you know, level of technology around us. Almost anybody can afford a car to some extent. You're, like, in a chair that's just traveling through the world. It's comfortable. Nice temperature. Rain. It's not raining on your right. You're just driving along, and maybe, maybe somebody, I don't know, drives too close to you, and all of a sudden you get angry. You get angry at this other human being <laughs> in their own car right next to you, fucking doing their thing, and life is short. Like, you could be happy in this moment. Nobody has lost a finger, lost an arm, you know, like nothing bad has really happened. And man, to the level of anger, I mean, that some people get, I mean, they get a real physical altercation that really ends up in somebody losing something, you know, it be it financially or, you know, who knows, my fucking even get them arrested, jobs and who knows what, but, and God forbid get shot, like, there was this case in New York City not long ago, where a guy, you know, he had to step out of his car to talk to somebody, I, well, talk to them, who knows, but, like, approach somebody in their car, and that dude was in, like, through the officer or some shit, Shot the guy, man. Shot him dead. Like what? Damn. You know, over some some like I just said, something as stupid as maybe a scratch on your car. Who knows what? Like it, it just it's just insane that we let that happen. But I think it's okay to you know catch yourself, right? Like okay, do get mad. Don't 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 let that be the part where you know you 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 you, you fall into it even more. Let that be the part where you're like, oh shit, look, I got mad. Uh, this is kind of ridiculous. There's no reason to be upset at anybody for this fucking car thing. 
Let, let, let's step back. And it's hard to do at first because I don't know what is it about humans that love to fucking get in their feels about something and always be right. Always be right. I'm right. He's wrong. Like, yeah, man. You can you can be right, but you can be dead right. Like it doesn't it doesn't it doesn't matter really. That's when it's all said and done. So I think that's just ridiculous to get into these um, altercations, and we all know better, but we all fall victim. So even the best of us. Yes, exactly. Right, that's like what makes us human, right? Yeah, and it's and I think it's something. That's why I use that example because I think everybody's been there, done that, you know. And the funniest thing is, the road is supposed to be shared. It's supposed to be shared with everybody, you know. When you, but everybody drives like it's their shit. Like, out the way, get out my fucking way. Like, nah, man, just just share the road. Relax. We're gonna get there on time. What's the what's what's really the difference, right? Maybe a minute. Five minutes at most, right? Like you're not really going to be that much more late than anything. And then when you get to the place, you can't wait to leave. So what the fuck? People get to the place and they're like, "Oh man, when are we going to go? I want to get back home." Yeah, man, it's it's so important, especially in today's day and age, handling stress. You know, stress is causing so much hidden illness. You know, with people where. Um, something simple is, you know, taking the time to reflect on your state of mind is deadly, you know, like a lot of people then ended lives, their lives because of stuff like this. But, you know, everybody thinks, oh, it won't happen to me. I keep eating a cheeseburger. I'm not going to die from it. I'm fine. See, I ate this whole burger. I drunk this big ass cup of whatever. I'm fine. Oh, this traumatic event happened. I'm still alive. And I think that sort of, you know, like keep going and moving forward sometimes you need to slow down i know it's the we're in that hustle or die mode you know you see it all the time hustle hustle no time to sleep what type of dumbass shit is that you need to sleep if you don't sleep you're not going to be hustling anything you know what sleep is probably the most important thing you can do for yourself it's like so required it's not even funny the hustling and no sleep thing the grind is like the most ridiculous shit i've ever heard about like sleep is so important like motherfuckers need classes on how to sleep like guess what man you can't like how in the world have we come to a point where we gotta like the other thing that is insane about that along the same lines is they're saying americans are taking less and less vacation like they are leaving days on the table for god knows what reason but it's mm. because it's kind of like a herd mentality man you know this other guy next to me is working i gotta be working you know and mm-hmm. i'm kind of falling victim to the same thing because i got like it's what the last it's november let's be honest um you know some great people that i know birthday month is this month but it's almost it's almost christmas oh, you know? yeah. <laughs> and it's almost <laughs> christmas and I got mad vacation days left. Like, I got, like, three weeks of vacation days. And you know when I put in for them, motherfuckers be looking at me like, this motherfucker want to take this man vacation days, right? Like, I'm doing something wrong. But they wasn't complaining yeah. when I was at work every other day, though, you know? When I was at work like, every other day, they were just like, mm, 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 mm. But now it's going to be a problem. Uh, I don't know. I'm not looking forward to it. But I guess it's fight. I'm going to have to, you know, I'm going to have to fucking uh, fight. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And, uh, yeah, that's, isn't that so crazy? What we just talked about, right? The most, the things that seem the easiest can be the hardest to do. Taking care yeah. and time for yourself. Beyond watching Netflix and sitting down, you know, actually doing something healthy and productive, 
it can be daunting to some people. They would rather spend the time, you know, twiddling the Well, let's talk about it. Hours, so well, to go to sleep. Of course, but sometimes you know what you putting shit off because you don't want to hear the bad news. You know, like let's be real, man. When's the last time you had a physical? Like that's some shit that I hardly think about. So mm. if I'm not even going in for a fucking thirty minute physical, where they just take a little bit of blood, ask me a few questions, weigh me, you know, put put my height down and shit, add a couple of inches, bitch, just just tell me you put the right number down there, but make me five fucking eight when you talk to me, yeah. woman. <laughs> All right, <laughs> but uh, but uh. You know, like, what are the chances of somebody doing the extra stuff like you're talking about, the mental health thing? Nah, nobody does that, man. That's what social media is for, you know what I'm saying? That's what these yeah. people are trying to get. That's like, you just, man, the keys, the, the way you broke it out, like, how is that going to happen? I mean, we can't even make time for physical. How are we going to take care of our mental health? That's even harder because nobody thinks about that part. They're like, oh, that's for other people. That's for the crazy people, not for me. I don't know if that's true. I think everybody can benefit from that a little bit. Yeah, and people would be shocked to find that those crazy people thought the same way. It, it don't happen over and they, they, they don't just wake up and be like, you know what, I'm going to shoot up some schools today. I kind of feel like in the mood. I don't feel like playing the game anymore. It's a slow transition. And although some people may not shoot up the schools, they may cut out their lover and, you know, keep neglecting to talk about things and yeah, that's kind of yeah. Living. you know it's like if you talk about things you're soft right like no we don't we don't need to talk about it let's let's just get it let's get over it. you good we good okay you know that, that yeah relationship i hear so much about where there's not going to be any arguments or anything you know <laughs> and it would be so much healthier to be able to have arguments not not have arguments actually have arguments but not argue, but ask questions of each other, you know? Like, that's the one part that is, is fucked up. Like, we were just saying, everybody's got to be right. And, of course, from their perspective, they're right. It's so hard to listen to people, like, really listen to somebody and try to be in their shoes. Uh, I think they call it empathy or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, some planet, I think that's what it's called. Yeah, man, that empathy. Now, that doesn't mean you have to immediately take their point or agree with them but to empathize is just to see things the way they see it so you know you could understand maybe what they're saying a little bit better people tend not to do that it's hard it, it probably takes some training you know what i mean like it definitely takes some training but uh, and some people are, today of, i was accused today of being narrow-minded this rather interesting oh. conversation that took place and i think you know well, let's talk about with the empathy, right? Uh, okay. I don't wish illness upon anyone. Um, I may, like, not like people, but I don't want people, like, you know, to have the worst day ever or things of that nature. But, um, like, in terms of the way how I think about things, um, I make no, no, I make no excuses. It, I do have a narrow way of looking at things, but it's more like, a galaxy of thought but it's a galaxy that doesn't really look to see the observable universe outside of it so it's it's it's, it's vast but at the same time it's focused oriented um in a way in which how i think for some people it can come off as uh opinionated judgmental um short-sighted etc 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 but Underneath that current is chaos, 
in a lot of the ways of trying to get the conversation started. And for me, it just feels it's more interesting. It's, it's, I gravitate more towards saying something uh, like I could say a polite way about it, but I feel like a lot of people won't. I, I won't get the same result. So um, I will say, and that's that's where I think naturally I'm just direct with things. So it can appear as though I am lacking in emotional depth, and I'm also lacking in uh a, like awareness of like things beyond myself but i think in the way how i operate i find awareness in things by being the test subject myself i'm the test subject of a lot of stuff so if something happens in certain ways like oh it's interesting or even some people can be test subjects in terms of an idea I may have. So then with this person and how they may react, like, well, based upon this, maybe other people will react this way. So let's fine tune it and see if this may happen or that may happen. So there's a process to the madness, but I think some people at times can just be used to a certain person or a certain type of person, an ideal person in, in terms of what they go for, what they like. And when you don't fit that box ideal, you kind of you're like, mm, we don't know about this. Oh you know man, I mean? but you know what you just, but you know what you just seems to have uh, described to me when you said this ideal person. What that seems to me is, tell me if I'm wrong now, but it seems like political correctness. Where you just, oh yeah, you know, masking shit, editing shit, being, or oh, what's that word, inauthentic. That's what that sounds like. Who the fuck respects mm. or wants? Yes, that's exactly the reaction you get when you're trying to be politically correct or inauthentic i mean it's ridiculous nobody loves that shit i mean i hate to say it but that could be one that or people have stipulated that could be one of the major reasons why trump won the election you say whatever you want about him saying some ill dumb shit or whatever ignorant stuff but you know what he came off as being authentic people like that shit they were, they were like refreshed like this motherfucker sound like you know speaking his mind the words right big... out of my mouth i'm telling you it was interesting to hear him, oh, just, you know, a clutcher by the spitting shit out. I, yeah, I was like, this guy's never gonna win in a million years. I thought Hillary. I like, I would have bet everything I had on Hillary. In fact, I did. I bet everything I had on Hillary. And then that shit happened. I was like, I felt so stupid, Duane. You know, like in the cartoons when the guy turns into a donkey and shit. That was me, man. I was like, yeah. <laughs> I can't. It's still, it still seems like a dream to me, but man. You, I, I gotta admit, it's got, you know, I wasn't listening. Look up, talk about not listening and shit, right? I was talking about it earlier. I was not listening to do, this new Trump. I just dismissed him. I'm like, this crazy fool, crazy ass cracker. <laughs> <laughs> and, and there you go, you know, like, who's looking stupid now, right? Like, the guy, um, um, you know, that, 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 in our, this, that authenticness that we want, that truth. People really, really want it, man. It's not like something we kind of, sort of gravitate to. I mean, even if it's bad, it's better than having somebody that lies to you. You know what I mean? Like, it, it, yeah. even if you have to hear a hard truth every now and again, or it's um, even a little venomous in some ways, it's really better than uh, a false, a false. I hate to tell people you. this, but purity can be boring you know um mm, mm. It's, it's, it's not always an ideal that a lot of people want um like you said with the political correctness yeah um there are times where you know it's 
appropriate, but it shouldn't be a blanket thing that everybody should adhere to. And it does seem like at times, you know, you, you, you let not even a customer slip, but just a certain concept or idea that's maybe a bit more explicit and people are like, oh, I don't know about that. Oh, even, even, or even something with me, like I'll just say something in terms of being selfish and people can go, oh no, why don't you care about everyone? Why? Yeah, I mean, everyone. And it wouldn't be so bad if you were just being chastised, but sometimes you're crucified for having a fucking original idea and not fucking following the herd. It's the worst thing in the world. I mean, talk about killing ideas, you know, like when you, when the masses are out, you know, like, the, you know, that's the whole point of having, you know, freedom of speech. It's, it's so that doesn't happen. But now it feels uncomfortable not being with everybody else or thinking what everybody else is thinking. And that's just, oh, the worst, the worst, 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 worst stuff that could possibly happen, I think, to, you know, any modern society, man. When people can't, like, have their ideas, you know, or be afraid to have their own ideas, then, you know, you kind of fall into that Nazi state where you got to kind of follow the rest of the... The rest of these motherfuckers doing some evil shit because you don't want to be the one who they turn on and stuff. Like, ugh, ugh. It's, uh, that's a nightmare to me. Yeah, definitely. And it does seem at times like there's supposed to be a right thing that you're supposed to say rather than what you want to speak about and that's on your mind. And I noticed that a lot. Um, opinion, for some reason now, has become this evil, like, destructive thing that should be banned entirely. You shouldn't have an opinion you should think like everyone else don't have an opinion you should only state the facts or what is this or that and i think at times it, it seems to take away from self-expression it seems that there's this grind against people who are self-expressive um like they shouldn't be that way or if you're going to be that way we're going to make it hard for you if you don't play the game like everybody else oh so you you're only allowed to tell the facts like, I don't know, there, yeah, I don't even believe everybody has all the facts, you know, even facts are, uh, dubious sometimes, I think opinions yeah. are sometimes better, because it's, it's more about, a lot of things are more about how you feel about something, rather than the facts surrounding it, you know, like every, uh, you know, the facts, in, in the way which you tell somebody the facts changes their opinions most of the time, it's, it's, it, I don't know, it happens often. Facts sometimes can serve to be biased towards one's view, rather than the fact of whatever that fact may be. So, well, yeah, because it's almost like a half truth in a sense. You know, they're only showing you so much. Yeah, yeah. And it's kind of interesting to me when facts change. Um, things that were considered to be true actually weren't as true. Or as you said, we don't have all the facts. So it's a balance. You know, I'm, I'm not trying to say we should all just say whatever we want and don't think of any consequence to it. There's going to be consequences to action, but um, being able to take on those consequences, the what could happen, that's where you find the, the leaders. That's where you find the people that are willing to die for what they believe in. Not necessarily that they're going to stand over a sword or kill a bunch of people, but that sort of passion is what people look for in leaders right those people that will say what they want to say even though it may it may get them crucified and it may make them lose sponsorship 
like when uh, Colin Kaepernick decided to take that knee. You don't think he was thinking oh. about the consequences and the, you know, the bad image that he was going to, but he decided to do it anyway. And because of that, he ended up becoming more than just a football player. He became a social hero for a lot of people. And that's an example of a, a good thing, but some people still think that's very evil and wrong. And you should just play ball, play ball. We don't want to hear well, that's what, talk and have a mind. Play ball. And that's well, that's what I love about him because yeah. he broke that. He broke through that. Like he said, "Wow, talk about leadership at its most. Uh, you know, it's kind of it's it's uh, you know it's the same thing with uh, you know uh, like anybody that's been, had those hard things to yeah." Just take it in, uh, you know, take it in stride, or really live by your values, which is a hard thing to do a lot of the time. Oh yeah, you know, it's so easy to sort of live by your values, you know, kind of. Sort of, yeah. Kind of, you know, most of the time. Yeah, you know, it's just like I don't need to say that. Uh, it's, it's, people do that all the time. They, it, it's just yeah. nice. They don't even think about it anymore. It's just you know surviving but some people don't want to do that some people are tired of doing that and it's natural that people will go against that sort of change but i'm happy that there are people out there that celebrate um someone who has a different perspective because in a world where we all want to pretend like we're quote unquote open-minded i find that most of the people who have an open mind aren't really chastising people for not having an open mind. They aren't really concerned <laughs> with them having an open mind because their mind is already open. So that is the grandest gift. When your mind is open, you're not trying to get everybody else to do the same thing because you are just on a different level and people will naturally gravitate towards that and it's a great thing. But people aren't opening their minds just to get other people to do it. That's, that's, no. that's, that's not the right reason to do it. It's just you just had enough. You were fed up. So, yeah, I find that a lot of people that say you need to have an open mind about this, Dewan, you're narrow-minded. I feel those are the people that live a very narrow life, and they're used to that conformity rather than speaking out against things. And those that's who don't so funny. speak out. They will have everything ready to label. You know how many people would say to me, like, let's say, for instance, something simple is when I used to wear my colorful sneakers. Oh, that's gay. Or they would say this. This was the, the kicker. Oh, you're trying to be like Kanye West. You're trying to be like this. They, they have to let you know that you're not original. But in the reality, in the back of their mind, they would never do something like that. And they don't really oh, that they are rebelling. Like, oh, I would never do that. But they'll tell you, oh, this person done that, that person done that, that person done that. Those are all the things, those are all the roadblocks they try to set you up for to conform. You can't, you're not this, so you should just be like us instead. Oh, you're not going to be successful because I'm not successful. So if I'm not successful, there's no way in hell you could be successful. You know how many times Jay-Z done heard that? A lot of these, you know, Gary Vaynerchuk even heard that. You know, you the people, oh, you gotta love they got a passion to tell you that you're not going to succeed, right? They love it. Yeah. That's like the... Oh, that's just like because the, they can't do it. <laughs> I love passion. that when people are measuring... The same people that watch Mary Popovich, they watch Living With You, um, um, all uh, uh, Love and Marriage, you know, with Ed Bunny and stuff, they laugh at that yeah. stuff because they're like, yeah, they're losers. But these... The point 
is that you don't see that these are actually you're the loser because you're watching and making them the money and you're actually getting pride in people's downfall more than likely you're not climbing and rising up if you're right, you're right. Up, oh my god time to look at people's downfall you know you know the grind you know the failure let's bring it back you know the failure. Michael Jordan ain't gonna tell you about the championships he's won all the time. He's gonna tell you about the time he got cut in varsity. He's gonna tell you about the time that he missed out on uh, the championship and he lost to Orlando Magic. They, they remember those moments just as much as the success. All the great they will tell you their failures in a heartbeat because the average person, they only see the success. They don't see the work, they don't see the failures, they don't see the criticism, they just see you as doing this and you're magnificent. And well, you know, the deal, hold on to one, I think the deal with that is everybody likes to fucking idolize God and not humanize them, you know what I mean? Like everybody's fucking, you, you, you gotta focus on the, you know, like everybody's perfect, but then you hear about these, these guys, the, the, you know, the great Meriwether, I, I don't know so much about Muhammad Ali, but you know, some of these boxes got the yeah. domestic violence rap. They got, you know, substance abuse problems, you know, because with that yeah. great fame yeah. and all this stuff, yeah, and they don't have the right people around them, they fall into the same human vices we all fall into, man, but nobody likes yeah. to talk about that shit. You know, they got to portray them as God. You can't idolize somebody who's human, who's kind of like you, like you were saying, man. You just make fun of them, but it's funny how how I never saw that, you know, before, like you were t- talking about, like the fucking marriage with children, and funny, everybody laughing at his ass, even though they, because they could relate to his ass, but the, the people who created that show are making all the money. How fucking ironic is that? <laughs> man, this like, it's like some, uh, it's like some fucking, it's like, uh, I'm, I'm trying to think of the movie with uh, Leonardo DiCaprio, uh, and he's like in the dream within the dream. What is that movie? I know you know. Oh, Inception. You know, Inception. 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 It's like an Inception, where, right, where the people, the, the dudes who created the show, they were satiring a certain genre, to which right. the audience laughed because their lives are so much better. But in actuality, this is of what makes it a satire. You know, is that these people are laughing at themselves. They're laughing at themselves. That's what's so fucked up. They're laughing at themselves, but they don't realize it. And this is what makes art so powerful. When you are able to pull the mirror to someone and they are unaware that it is them that they are talking about. This is you that needs this help. This is you that had that breakthrough moment that you think is corny and dumb in a movie. You went through something similar like this, but you just can't grasp it because it requires a certain level of introspection, which I think a lot of people don't really have. And we can tie that back to the health. So um, this is what makes art powerful to me, is that it brings the human connect, the human um, connection in a way that a lot of people will subconsciously yeah. They, they they might not understand it on the outside, but in the inside, it connects with them in a way. They might say, "Oh, I like the movie because it's actress and her hair and stuff," but really, I think it's more than that. And it's not even most, the Oscar films that do that for people. You know, somebody might watch the film and it makes them cry because this one scene was something that happened to them that they never told anybody, and it was just crazy that somebody like. You leaped into their mind and took it out and put it on the film, you know, and they never. Uh, 
I was Go just going to say, you know, uh, along those lines, it's, it's, it's funny that we all think our, you know, in, in some way our problems are all, oh, it's my problem, it's so unique, you can't possibly, but the truth is, and we all kind of have the same problems, <laughs> you know? Yeah. You know, like, nobody's got most problems. They don't know. Yeah, it's actually happens to a lot of people, and it, it's really, um, we could help you out with that. We could actually help you out with that. You're not that much of a snowflake, <laughs> you know? It's fucking, it's funny. Everybody thinks they're so unique and they can't possibly explain things to other people, but I mean, there you go, man. Humans would love also to categorize stuff and you know kind of put things in 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 systems and patterns because yeah it's going to happen because a lot of your problems are going to be caused by the people around you you got to be careful with who you spend too much time with exactly simple things like that right can make a world of difference oh yeah like, you like mess with, talk with oh my goodness like it, sometimes you don't realize until you know some messed up happening y'all ain't cool anymore but then you realize mm. like, whoa this person was actually a toxic force that I just was not aware of. Oh, oh man. Fucking full moon out? Oh, <laughs> toxic forces. Ooh. I'm feeling, I'm feeling some, feel something. Ooh. Feel a little hot, a little hairy. I, but I feel you, man. It's, it's hard to, it's hard to tell when somebody's, um, when you're in it, who's toxic and who's not toxic, especially when when uh, being toxic is something we all kind of do at certain points in our lives, yeah. or even even if we, we mean well. And you know what? It, when you're when you're around too many people that are toxic, it's kind of hard to flip the script. It's just one person, maybe you could flip the script, but sometimes, yeah. sometimes there's that one person that turns everything toxic. Like, you know, when they're around, the fucking, the flowers are turning black and shit, and, and everything is just freaking, you know, like, venom and bad, and everybody's doing something wrong, wrong, wrong. And you know what? I'm kind of, I'm kind of half dealing with that at work. I got this certain situation where I got this guy that I work with, and, uh, you know, like, everything, something's happening at work, projects are going on, whatever, he's always talking about stuff that's missing stuff that ain't getting done and like yo motherfucker why don't you like if you see that shit instead of pointing fingers and shit why don't you step up and do something about it you know like right God, it's, it's such an ill environment when you know it's just that finger pointing that, that freaking hostility i feel People like feel so how, great when they can point the finger right it's oh my so god that they can find they, they'll say like oh see i told you i got shot in the stomach i told you i was not lying it's like oh well okay you're about to die yeah, exactly. Like you got more problems people, than point that. It's right. It's so <laughs> great to be right, even when it doesn't help you. Oh man, but check this out. This is why I love this because this recently happened, right? Because some shit was on my plate. A motherfucker talking about week before, but he forgot about this. He'd be like, "Oh yeah, yeah, no, nah, we're not gonna let Antonius do that one. That one, you're gonna take him too much time. Uh, much time as it takes for me to, to show him or create something for Antonius to do it, nah." I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna handle this. I was like, all right, motherfucker, think he's gonna handle this. Guess what? Next time there was a meeting, brought up the status board, motherfucker was like, Antonius, why ain't that thing done yet? And I was like, oh shit, he, oh, this is, oh. I laid back, I was like, well, that was the one that you were gonna do because <laughs> like, yeah. that's the motherfucker you said you were gonna do because it would take you. He was like, oh, that's right. So uh, moving on. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> 
you thought he you thought me cracked that smile like motherfucker you serious right now you forgot yeah oh i can't wait to let you know that that is on your plate because you wanted it and he was like mm, sorry <laughs> moving on <laughs> so good actually uh, i hate to say it but you know like how fucked up is that when you're on a team and you're fucking feeling good for trading shots with somebody that's fucked up man yeah it shouldn't be like that but hey like you said moments where you know a person is so confident they don't need this don't need that but then things fall down and they're kind of looking to you like hey why didn't you help with this so you said you got it well now yeah, we're exactly. both i mean yeah, exactly right now stuff ain't getting done why because we're both fucking trying not not to do the, like the thing that needs to get done right because for whatever reason and it's just stupid it looks stupid it looks bad it makes the whole team look bad so yeah i just i just think that happens more often than not everywhere on anything you know instead of people coming together for the good of good you know it's it's um you know it's like those psychological studies like people makes uh, they were talking about and i love bringing this up salary wise people are less happy making a hundred thousand dollars if their best friend is making a hundred fifty thousand dollars a year then them making fifty thousand dollars and their best friend making forty five thousand dollars a year you know as long as they're better than their friends they feel mm. better but they're still but they're still making half as much money on the fucking year you know what I, yeah. you feel me though Yo, you can do so much more with that extra fifty thousand dollars and and that's true your friend is making even more and more money but they don't feel as good about themselves knowing that their friends are making more money than them uh, 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 even if they're making less money overall they would rather have that and have their friends make less money even a, just a smidge less that's that's insane to me like that's insane to me but the studies don't lie man that's that's the human psyche and that's why shit is fucked up <laughs> very true that's a great point and yeah man we love Envy. to look over the shoulder, right? <laughs> we we yep, have the envy. most beautiful house, but we see mm. our friend with they got that extra, they got that extra Rolex or something. Like, oh, yep, oh, like nice mm. house, got these beautiful kids, but he got that Rolex. So now I'm right. gonna have to. There you go. Envy, man, that's a that shit is a killer. That envy, man, it's fuck up so many good relationships. It's can't even begin to explain it, but. God, it's the worst. It's, uh, you know, I, I guess I even do it a little bit to some extent, but not that much. But yeah, I'm lucky. We all do it, right? It's something we can't yeah. stamp out completely. It's going to be within us, but man, it's some of us have it more than others. <laughs> some of us, you know, <laughs> that's a big part of our, you know, life. You know, it's like looking at what the next person got, looking at that person criticizing that like oh well they only got uh an old imac uh, I don't, I'm yeah 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 they got an old one so i don't care true true there's that they're like oh yeah i gotta look at the and sometimes it's not even that it's like what they're putting out like you were saying you know sometimes we can be like oh look at this motherfucker putting out this podcast and shit but you don't know man he might have no job or she might have no job doing that regular yeah. podcast or like you said they, they're already a celebrity they got x amount of people with x amount of knowledge helping them out like you don't know what's behind the scenes yes maybe suddenly their voice you don't see what goes into that you don't see the work yeah. that's by everybody else on the team so yeah don't uh, i don't know it's it, when you do the compare and contrast shit it's just a recipe solution you know or for getting down on yourself you know instead of focusing on the future i mean i think that's my next 
that you know like how people have fucking goals for uh, New Year's New Year's resolutions and stuff. yeah I think that's gonna be my goal look a little bit to the future not about you know how, how things are um, just look, looking for that next step you know what's the next step you know okay I'm doing this now and that's great be in the moment but what's the next step how are we gonna get it a little bit better you know like just just try and come back to that single thought you know nothing else but just look to the and future that's gonna be my mind that one of the things that pisses people off the most when they feel you ain't appreciating nothing they're like man you already got this why are you already thinking about that just but they don't understand that mentality is so crucial and it's just something that a lot of those cutting edge people have Steve Jobs he was iPhone was cool, but he already thinking about the iPad. Then he already thinking about yeah. he's thinking about that. And that's the, it could be so hard to like live under that person's expectations, right? You can never satisfy this person. But you start to realize like my mom. That's how my mom was in a lot of ways. It was like I could oh, yeah? satisfy her. I would do this thing, I would do that thing. She'd be like, Oh yeah, that's okay, but do this instead or you ain't doing this or you ain't doing now that I'm older I realize that she's preparing me for the real world. Motherfucker, thank yeah. you. You know, pat on the back that you done open the door for somebody. You know what I'm saying? They're not going to be like, that's amazing that you. No, the world keeps moving on, and you do these things for selfless reasons. You do these things to improve yourself. Sometimes you have to be selfish. You can't think about, oh, well, I'm going to do the validation, and you, you think you're going to get it, and you don't, and it's like, damn, but you just did something cool. Why do you need yeah. people to validate it? You know, like, I had, a, I had a situation where I was trick-or-treating with the kids the other day, and mother of my kids, her, her guy friend is there, right? And it was a moment where I was kind of like, you know, I was kind of a little irritated, but I was like, you know, I'm going to make the best of this situation. And I decided to do something I had never done before in front of people to pull out that phone, do a kitty roll call, anchor thing. And that's something I never do. I never do that. That's always private like now, but I did it and I had a great time. So, yeah, man, um, being able to uh, get in those moments where you are able to just overcome that fear, that, that dread. I mean, it's such a trigger word, right? Fear. Overcome fear today and this and that for workouts and all that stuff. But it's so true. It's that it does clinch you at times and you can live a comfortable life but man some people don't want comfort comfort is just not well comfort is sometimes all they fall back on though because it's comfortable to not you know get out of that zone to, to maybe like you were saying expose yourself not being perfect it kind of goes back to what you were saying about perfection to one i think everybody has this fear of they have to be perfect especially when you're performing putting yourself out in front of an audience yeah. that's probably yeah. the most intimidating you know like you were saying like back to that original idea that you came up with you know having that i needed to be perfect it's got to be perfect in my head going over and stuff and like you said when people stumble they let them sort of fall instead of trying to catch themselves and trying to you know and yeah you're going to look silly but try to stand up instead of falling don't let yourself you know because they just go with that ride with that stumble yeah. and it, it lets the whole show fall apart instead of like being oh i got a spray I might have got a twisted ankle, but we're still going, man. <laughs> we're still going to make the fucking playoffs. Come on. We, you know, like, uh, it's, it's hard to regroup, but that's what differentiates the freaking real winners from, I hate to say it, losers, but people that just try to be in their comfort zone. And, and 
that's the easy shit. Like that's why I'm always thinking about you know if I'm if I'm happy where I am, that's cool, that's comfortable. But that's not moving forward. That's why the mantra is going to be like, look to the future. What's next? What's next? It doesn't have to be way out there. It doesn't have to be huge goals. It's just a little bit better, you know. Just look to the future. Oh, you brought up a great point because it, it, it seems like a lot of people, if it's not a mansion or a million dollars, then you're not succeeding. But oh, man, yeah. those people who did that, they had to do a lot of small stuff to get up there. Stuff that, you know, they couldn't, but some people, go, like, we, we, okay, we bring it back to the failure. Some people, the things that they succeed in, some people wouldn't think is that important, but it could be the, it could be everything to them. Even though some people are like, well, you got 50 million, so of course you happy. Well, how many celebrities are either killing themselves or, you know, having bad relationships or doing, you know, it's how you do yeah, at the end of the day. Still human. Absolutely. 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 No matter. Yeah, I've, I've heard about that. You know, the people that are at that level, they're, they're fucking pissed off. 27 billion in the bank, they're pissed off at the battle of 41. They they are so cutthroat about what they you know, what they have or whatever. They're looking at the other guy with forty one being jealous and like, man, come on, compare and even at that level you would think, wouldn't you be happy when you reach that level? No, but it's a different type of personality, a different type of person and stuff like that. That's why I'm thinking, yeah, for me it's all about, you know, success is gonna be doing the best with what I got. And for me, right now, that means, for instance, easy for me to do, the workout, right? I, I yeah. don't do that much, but I have a good amount of relative success for what I do. So I want to try to amp that up a little bit and make a little bit of a harder workout, a little bit of progression. Now, I'm not saying I'm going to look like Arnold Schwarzenegger. Yes, I have been on my vision board, yes, but I ain't going to get that big right. button. But I want to get bigger than what I am, you know, like a little bit, you know, let's go for Wolverine. I'll talk for a little bit, but he's a little guy, so maybe, maybe, maybe. But, um, yeah, you know, I want to, I want to fill out a little bit, you know, and, and just up the game instead of, you know, you know, being in my comfort zone with the workout. So that's one thing. Um, so right now that's all I got because I, I put myself on the spot. I wasn't ready for this combo, <laughs> but you know what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> everything, everything, you know, is gonna, there's gonna, whatever I'm doing, I'm gonna try a little bit better and stuff like that, just to make sure my future self is a little bit better when he's looking back. You know, like, all right, Mo Mac, you ain't do bad this year, man. You you kept it moving, you kept it moving forward. You know. I think the big, uh, the other big one would be Anchor, right? Or just podcasting in general. So instead of, yes. you know, uh, falling off and letting nothing happen, you know, I, I think, uh, you know, you've inspired me from the beginning of this podcast to just get a little bit more authentic and add to what I do best on Anchor, you know? It might be a little bit of that cheerleading aspect. It might be, I don't know, but it's, it's, it's definitely something I'm going to try to amp up over the next year, that's for sure. And you know what I want to tell you, and I hope this motivates all the rest of you to start doing this. I want to tell you, succeed and go further than that. Because you got a lot of people out there that's like, oh, no, Mac, you're fine. You're fine the way you are. That's, and that's another killer. You're fine the way you are. You're just fine Ooh. the way you are. And Talk about it. The friends that hold you down. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It holds, it holds. People don't understand how destructive that can be when a person is trying to aspire to something that is scaring them that that causes them fear 
You don't tell them no. You don't need to do that. You don't need to do that. Just, just be you fine as you are. You don't need to work out. Just be fine as you walk. God made you that way. No. I can make my God maybe this way so I can make myself better. All right. We don't have to stay a certain way forever. Exactly. That's going back. Like you said, that sounds like mama's boy, mom talk. You know, if you're a mama's boy and your mom's going to be talking like that, you know, <laughs> but see, you had a, you, you, you did not have a mama's boy, mom. You had a good brother who was like, um, I know, yeah, it's great, yeah, be happy, and move it, what's next, you know, we got some good things to take care of, you know, like, look forward, I mean, that's so much better for you, because they think they're doing you a favor by, like, treating you like a baby and making you all feel good about yourself, I mean, I think yeah. that's what most people complained about America recently, like, everybody gets a fucking medal, everybody gets a participation trophy or some shit, uh, let's not trigger. Let's save that for the next podcast. I think it's probably a good time that we, before we get hate mail, before we start getting that hate mail, let's leave this episode to be the inspirational. Let's do better episodes, and then we could talk about how everybody in America is just too damn average and proud of it. No, <laughs> something like that. One lasting thing I want to say before we close out the show: New Year's resolution starts now. Fuck. January yes. now and the name of this episode could also fit with this something you said what next that's the resolution what next not not what do we have for what was then what's next that's it man it's the question it's not you know you're not giving out answers you you got to ask yourself questions that's what's up the next oh damn you said it's one let's close out on this people you can tell us what's next on your list but we're gonna have we we just gonna surprise you it's not making big claims or words you're just gonna see it happening because i find the people that are talking about it they only by talking about it they feel like they've done it and that ain't the case you know you gotta show up you gotta just show up that's right one and only here Boy, Mo Max, what's next?